Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. I've noticed a really interesting conversation emerging lately with my students, and I wanted to present it to you because what's been coming up for them is when they're in session with clients who struggle to filter what it is that's the priority on a week-to-week basis or the things that they're struggling with that are impacting their journey with you the most, which is very common, like most people have no idea how to filter what is the priority and nor is it their responsibility necessarily to innately know how to filter to make your job easier. That's not their job to to, um, throttle what it is that they're sharing with you. Um, But what I'm noticing happening is that when clients are are emotionally off-gassing, when they're oversharing, when they're taking up so much time on these calls, the coach is getting really triggered by that. The coach is feeling very disempowered in that setting, in that context. And I think this is just fascinating because what I want to bring your attention to is that I don't believe that you're getting triggered in that situation because you are uncomfortable with people oversharing. Okay. I don't think that you're getting triggered in that situation because you're uncomfortable with all of the emotional things that are bubbling to the surface or the fact that you feel overwhelmed with knowing how to fix everything that they're presenting to you because it's not your job to fix everything they're presenting to you. And you logically know that even though there's maybe some old programming still still telling you that it is your job to hold it all. It is your job to fix it all. It is your job to make it all better. You logically know that it's not your job, right? So then I think that the more pivotal, more crucial layer to what's actually happening here is that when a client is in session with you and taking up more space than you were prepared to offer them, when they're dominating the conversation, when they're unloading everything onto you, what's really happening is that there's a piece inside of you that has believed, has been told, has been shamed for taking up space in the past. Maybe when you were a child and you were just trying to be wild and playful and loud, you were shamed for being too loud, for taking up too much space, for taking up too much attention. And so you learned a long time ago that you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to take up more time than is allotted for you. You're not supposed to overstep the boundaries that are given to you. You're not supposed to ask for more then what is yours? Then, then what is fair? And so when your client is in this session with you and they don't have that same wound, they, they don't struggle with that same block. They are free. You're giving them a space to feel free to open up and share and speak into what's coming up for them and to, to not limit how much they're sharing with you because you haven't put a limit on that space, which is a whole other conversation. But pay attention to how that is actually activating something inside of you. What part of you 
is judging them for that, is feeling resentful about that because you believe that you yourself are not supposed to take up space. What part of you is getting activated when your client is demanding more of you than you were prepared to give because you yourself believe that it's not right to ask for more than what is fairly yours? And where did you learn that? Who taught you that? Who gave you that? Where did that wound come from? Because here's the thing. If you're getting activated, if you're getting triggered in session, if you're getting frustrated and annoyed that someone is overstepping or demanding more from you than what you think you should be offering them, more space, more time, more energy, just more, we need to spend some time and reflect back into ourselves and ask ourselves, where do we hold ourselves back from asking for what we need? Because we believe that it's not right to ask other people for things that maybe we think aren't theirs to give us. To demand more time than is rightfully yours, to demand more energy than is rightfully yours, to demand more attention than is rightfully yours. I see this happen a lot inside of my membership when we get on big grouping, group coaching calls and there's the people who like raise their hand and ask for what they need. And then there's the people who hide. They hide in the corner, they hide with their screen off. They have questions, but they don't really know how to formulate the questions. So they don't ask the question. And so it's my job to create a safe environment for the hiders to come forward and be seen because the pattern that they're falling into inside of hiding is that they never ask for what they need. Which means when you're online, speaking to your people, creating content, creating conversations, you're never putting yourself in a position to ask for what you need or to ask for what you want. You're never taking up more time than you feel is rightfully yours, which means that if you have this big, beautiful message to share with the world, you are stuck hiding it, suffocating it until it feels succinct enough to be digestible by the world. Some of your messages are not digestible. Some of your messages are not meant to be shrunk into a teeny tiny little box with a bow on top. That's just not who you are. But because you spent your whole life believing that the only way to be received, to belong, to be loved, to receive connection is to make yourself digestible, you hold yourself back from ever showing who you truly are. Which means people will never actually know who you truly are, which means you'll never build a truly aligned business, a business in your image. You will never attract in the clients who want that deep, juicy, meaningful conversation because you've been throttling it your whole life. You've been cutting it off at the knees, thinking that's too big, that takes too much time to say. I had a conversation with a student just recently, um, maybe a few weeks ago at this point, where she was trying to succinctly refine what it is she does into about a 30 to 60 second pitch so that when she, she met someone in the street or she was in the elevator with someone or she met someone at a workshop and they asked her, what do you do? She could feel really good just saying this one line in 30 seconds and they would just get it. But what she does can't be, can't be narrowed down into 30 seconds. What she does can't be limited 
to this teeny tiny little box she was trying to shove herself into because it's so multifaceted. There's so many layers to who she is and what she does. And I think in our industry, the way that we're being taught right now to present ourselves to the world causes us to shrink our gifts. It causes us to soften them and make them appear easy to understand, which is fine on one layer, right? We want people to have clarity around what we do. We want people to understand who we are and what we do, but on a whole other layer, it is entirely defeating the whole point of being bold and rebellious and taking a stand against something that you really deeply hold passion for. It's so, so important to see where are you shrinking yourself so that people understand you and where are you shrinking yourself because that's what feels comfortable. That's what feels familiar because that's what you've always been told you need to do in order to be loved in order to belong, in order to feel significant, in order to not make other people uncomfortable with you. I see this play out all the time as well inside of the type of content we create. I was just talking to one of my Secret Garden members just yesterday, actually, about how she lives in the gray. There's like this whole spectrum of conversations that she desires to have there's like the really controversial side of her and then there's the very soft side of her and she's so worried about affecting people negatively on either end of the spectrum that she just shoves herself right into the middle and she kind of just floats there and it exists there and it's vanilla it's it's mundane it's draining to try and control the bigness of who you really are into this teeny tiny little gray section when really if you let yourself experience what it could be like to be big and bold over here or soft and nurturing over there, you may uncover an entirely new layer to your message supernaturally and easily instead of trying to control yourself every step of the way. So the reason why we really want to look at the space your clients are taking up with you and when that triggers you is because you are also afraid of taking up space. And as long as you're afraid of taking up space, of being too big, of not being considerate of other people's time and energy, of of holding yourself back because you would rather make other people comfortable than to just be who you truly are, you will never build the business that you truly want because that's going to affect the way that you show up in your client sessions first going to affect the way that you create your content, the way that you allow your message to evolve, and it needs to evolve. We all need to evolve. It's going to cause you to hyper-focus on trying to control what it is that you say, what it is that you desire, what it is that you say you want in your life into this teeny tiny little gray zone rather than allowing it to be big and bold and delicious or soft and nurturing. We don't want to spend time in the gray. That's where we burn out. And we burn out because in order to control ourselves in this space, it means denying 
really crucial pieces of who we are, of what makes up our identity. And then we, we are shocked when we get to a place and we don't know what our message is. We don't know who we are as a coach. We don't know what our identity is or what we believe or what our values are because we've been dismissing them our whole life. So there gets to be a period of time where you invite in play with this where you allow your clients to trigger you in this way. And instead of reacting to it, cutting them off or, or getting frustrated with them or feeling resentful that they're taking up too much time, instead turning that around and asking yourself, where am I not taking up enough? Where am I not taking up enough space? Where am I worried about taking up too much time in other people? Whose energy am I avoiding draining by being my biggest self, my biggest expression? living life in my highest? Where am I throttling myself because that's what I've been told feels right? And is that really right for me or was that given to me? And just slowly layer by layer, allowing yourself to play. What if just for today, I allowed myself to take up lots of space? What if just for today, when someone asks me what I do, I speak to them for four minutes about what I do instead of 30 seconds? What if I just get, let myself get excited, let myself get passionate, let myself take a risk, create a video that's 15 minutes long. That's just me rambling about a topic without it needing to have like a perfectly curated <laughs> call to action or the perfect hook at the start or the perfect sequence. Like let yourself go a little bit, let yourself run with it. That's when the real you gets to emerge. That's when creating content feels easeful. That's when allowing yourself to enter into conversations with your clients and controlling the space in which this conversation takes place so that instead of your clients emotionally off-gassing to you where you feel in chaos and you don't know how to control it, you actually understand the space that you're controlling for both of you so that they have freedom to speak into what they need to speak into while you are so lovingly controlling the boundaries in which that occurs. It's not up to your client to hold back. It's up to you to direct. It's up to you to know where do you wanna guide them. And the only way you learn how to know where to guide them is by experimenting. When does it feel like we're getting off track and how can I lovingly pull us back into the space that I need us to exist in so that we can move forward through these barriers together in an effective way without getting lost in the minutia? That's a skill you only learn by practicing, by witnessing yourself getting triggered when they're tiptoeing up to your edges a little bit too closely and pulling them back into a space that you feel that you can run with conviction, that you can hold with conviction. It's not about shutting them down and controlling the conversation. It's about opening them up, but being intentional about where you're opening them up to. What is it that you need to know in that session? What is it that you want to discover in that session? What do you want to get curious about in that session? Let's invite them into that conversation and let's play in that without restricting us to a script that we've pre-planned or a certain set of questions we've pre-planned. And if we deviate, now we're triggered. I think the beautiful parallel to learning how to take up more space in your own life is learning how to allow others to take up space with you. 
without it triggering you or allowing it to trigger you maybe, but not reacting to that trigger, seeing it with compassion and love and understanding as to why that's there for you. And then working with that. Where did that come from? Is that really mine? Can I release this? Can I dissolve it? I really invite you to take some time and explore how how your fear of taking up space is holding you back in your business, is holding you back in your mission. It's not that you have to be big and bold and loud, and it's not that you have to be the soft, nurturing, loving type. It's that you need to discover who you are because you aren't gray. You aren't vanilla. You're not mundane. You're not ordinary. You are amazing and unique and brilliant. You have thoughts and opinions that are different from other people's. You have something that lights you up that's uniquely yours. You have a path that's uniquely yours. But the only way to discover all of those beautiful pieces of you is to be willing to feel uncomfortable to take up bigger and bigger space and be willing to hold bigger and bigger space for more and more people to take up in you. It's not about creating separation and rules and structure. It's about trusting who you actually are and trusting that version of you to hold space to experience the true version of who your clients actually are. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. So today, what is one thing that you can do to practice stepping closer to that edge that you feel nervous in, where it feels like you're asking too much, where it feels like you're being too much, where it feels like you're demanding too much? And can we just nudge up against it today? Can we just create a risky video, something that has been on your heart for a long time that you would love to share, but hasn't felt like the right time because who's really wanting that message? What if I offend? What if I hurt someone's feelings? What if, what if, what if, what if? Can you just for today, take that risk and experience what it's like to be seen in that way? And can you trust that if you do receive feedback, that that was too much for someone, that someone else has a different opinion than you, someone maybe judges what you have to say. Can you trust to be with that and recognize that that's only happening because you triggered something in them, something unhealed, something that they've rejected about themselves, and that the only reason they're reacting to you is because you are highlighting that for them, and they don't want to see it, and the only way to stop seeing it is to blame you, is to make you wrong. That's how they get to be with their wounds and not change them. And just accept them as normal is to make you feel like you're wrong, but you're not wrong. You can't be wrong. If you're speaking from your heart, if you're speaking your truth, it's impossible to be wrong. And when we're grounded in that, when we're grounded in, I'm discovering who I am and I'm taking risks in order to do that, the judgments and the opinions, they sting less. I think the fear of judgment is always bigger than the judgment itself. The pain you create internally, the chaos you create internally, fearing the judgment of others, fearing upsetting others, fearing making others uncomfortable with you, 
is so much bigger than the pain of someone pointing their finger saying that that's wrong or judging you for what you have to say or telling you that you are too big or taking up too much space. We catastrophize it. We make it so much bigger in our own minds to stop us from doing the thing just in case. That's where risk comes in. That's where trust comes in. That's where nudging up to our edge and knowing that we can always pull back if we need to comes in. I really, really would love for you to take this risk today, whether it's in a client session, whether it's in a piece of content you create, whether it's in a conversation that you have with someone that you only just met, how can you let a new layer of yourself be experienced for you and by others? And can you be with the idea that you don't have to be the fullest expression of you all of the time, that this gets to be a natural unfolding, this gets to be an evolution. And every day you may discover a new layer to yourself. Every day you may discover a new piece of who you actually are. There's all these pieces of us that we've rejected over the course of our life. All of these parts of us that we were told didn't belong, weren't allowed, weren't okay to show because of how it affected someone else. And it's our job to heal that in us so that we can pull those pieces of us back on stage. And so we can be fully felt by the people who need us to be there for them, to be that space holder for them. The only way to hold space for another to fully discover who they are is to fully discover who we are right alongside them. And that's why being a coach is so beautiful because it is an, it's a dance. It's a natural unfolding of you and a natural unfolding of your client and a co-collaboration, a co-creation of those journeys. One doesn't happen in isolation from the other. They happen together because you are mirrors for each other. And it's your heightened level of awareness that allows you to hold the space. We just have to have the courage to be the one to hold the space. And from there, allow ourselves permission to get it wrong, to be triggered, to say something that offends, and to know that we have within us the capability to hold that too, and that it's going to be okay. And that when we meet that with deep compassion and understanding for why this is happening and how it's happening and what's really going on in the minds of someone who felt triggered by what we say makes it a lot less scary to tiptoe into that space. I hope you take my invitation. I hope you take a risk today and experience for yourself what it can be like to nudge up next to that edge and meet yourself there. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.